Hey everyone, on today's contractor growth tips, we're gonna be talking about what we saw for 2018 from a marketing perspective. We're gonna talk about the things that worked and the things that didn't work and why they didn't work. And then based off of those that didn't work, what does that really mean for 2019 and growing your business? Stick around because you don't want to miss out on what we're looking for in 2019. Welcome to the Contractor Growth Tips Podcast with your hosts, Full Sale Marketing. Get ready for the show that brings you the best tips and strategies to help you get more leads, more sales, and skyrocket your contracting company to the next level. Hey everyone, this is Logan. And this is Wayne. And on today's Contractor Growth Tips, we're going to be talking about what 2018 looked like from a marketing perspective for your contracting business. And then we're looking ahead to 2019 to see what you know where we think the whole internet marketing you know world is going, what we're planning on doing to help our clients grow, and uh, you know, kind of take it from there. So Wayne. What's up, dude? In your opinion. 2018 what what worked what 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 do we nail it on I would say from a marketing perspective well I mean where do you, where do you even start there's so <laughs> much stuff but the biggest thing here is that I hope everybody will take away from this right is that you need to be preparing a little bit for 2019 know what's gonna work um, and so what worked in 2018 really well one of the biggest things that we found was I mean answering customers questions right and from an SEO perspective. So SEO, simply getting found through Google is a huge thing. You know, tons and tons of new customers come through Google because they're looking for help, right? They're doing research. They're just answering questions. Um, and so what do you what do you think from that side? What worked the best in it? Well, let me ask you based off that, what, what do you mean by just answering questions? So customers are simply doing research. It's questions like, how much does something cost or what's the process to do something? Uh, how long does it take to perform a service? You know, whether it's, it doesn't matter, painting, landscaping, home construction, before customers are comfortable moving forward, they got to get their questions answered. So kind of what, what we're talking about here is when, if you have a service that you provide, and let's say in this case, it's a, um, I don't know, you build decks, all right, you're a deck builder. People and potential customers, before they Google deck builder or you know deck building company, they want to research a lot of things that go into it. And you know decks are, are one thing, but there's a lot of other industries where, like let's say painting, a lot of people first want to determine can they paint the bathroom or the kitchen themselves, or do they need to like hire this out? But the first thing they're going to do is kind of go through their checklist of can I do it, and if I can't. What do I need to know before I hire someone? So by all those questions that you may get around those things uh, or those like topics, you need to answer those because that's what people are going to be looking for. And we're going to talk more about what this does for your, your company, but um, that is – it's huge you know, to, to be able to actually answer these questions so that way people see that you are just helpful. That's what it really all comes down to is just being helpful. So yeah. Seriously, because I mean, well, in the past, a lot of people thought that you essentially need to be like, spamming the keywords, right? Deck, deck builder. Deck builder in Charlotte, North Carolina. And just over and over, that's not what people are searching for as much. If you pick them up early on, when 
you're being helpful, right? You're answering these questions. They're going to go back to the company when they're ready to move forward that helped them, right? That educated them. They feel comfortable with you, uh, ready to move forward with you. And so that's where we saw the most success in 2018. I mean, you see a changing 2019 pretty drastically or what are your thoughts? Yes and no. Um, meaning we, we read an article and I don't know how true this is, but I don't put it past them at all. So what we do is we, we, for clients and for ourselves, we write these articles that help people like what we're talking about here. Now, what Google is trying to do from what we read is they are actually trying to create these articles themselves. So let's say you have, I don't know, like the topic of kitchen renovation. They would take from, let's say, four or five different kitchen remodeling companies wrote an article about kitchen remodeling and kitchen renovation. They're going to pick and choose different segments from each um, each publication or each article and piece them together. So it almost creates like a Wikipedia type of article automatically. So what that means is right now, you know, your whole article is showing up, but what, you know, let's say if for something related to kitchen remodeling, but if Google is now taking bits and pieces from your article, someone else's article, things like that, they're not going to show yours anymore. They're going to show a bit, a snippet of it, but they're going to piece them together. So at this point, this stuff still works, but is this going to be a long-term thing? I don't, I don't realistically think so just because of how much Google really is changing all this stuff up. Google taking over everything. Yeah, they, I mean, they really are, and it kind of sucks because you think about it that like, oh, you know, without, without these companies writing these articles, Google would have nothing. But if they can take this information, you know, take the best pieces from each article package it up into one article and show it to someone. I mean, yeah, it's not great for the actual companies who are writing these articles as a whole, but it's great for the actual consumer because now it gets rid of all the fluff and just only hits you with like the hard facts. Yeah, I mean, my question on that though is like, it's <clears throat> it's kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, it's kind of a little bit like copywriting almost, right? I mean, if Google's just taking a little bit here, a little bit there from people's articles, which this, I mean, this is the same question that I had when we saw this in the first place. Like how's that? How's that allowed? Are we signing some sort of consent? I'd imagine that they're just gonna like piece it out and like kind of give you like how Wikipedia does it, how they put something together and then they give you like a little citation in the top. Oh, true. Um, but it's so small. I mean, it's yeah. like it's like how often when you read a Wikipedia article do you actually you click on? Yeah, no, you know, on the, you don't. So yeah, you just get your question answered um, and you move on. Yeah, and you move on. It's really all they care about. I mean, Google controls where they want to rank people, so they'll rank themselves near the top. Um, but for now, overall suggestion 2019, continue? Um, yeah, continue for right now because what it's going to do is it's going to help you. I mean, you can use this for a lot of things, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the other way, uh, avenues that uh, we're trying to build up for 2019, and this definitely plays into it. Um, write the articles. you know, Do the blogging and the posting like you're supposed to do. Um, don't put all your eggs in that one basket though and and, yeah. and think that oh if I hire someone to write these articles or if I do them myself it's going to skyrocket my uh, my leads or my branding and stuff it's not it's a slow grind um, so just don't don't automatically assume that it's just yeah. gonna fix everything yeah it's definitely not the end-all be-all um, cool well I mean moving forward on that sort of on the opposite side of the spectrum what we were talking about earlier is paid advertising right and so paid advertising 
Uh, you guys should be familiar. I mean, two of the biggest avenues right now are Facebook and Google, where Google, our strategy is sort of to hit the opposite side of what we just talked about for SEO. Right, so we're answering these long tail questions like multiple keywords that people are searching for doing research, but then the terms like deck builder, deck builder near me, or home renovation company, the words that are people are closer, more ready to buy, <clears throat> those are the terms that we find are working really well through paid advertising, through Google specifically. So you want to keep focusing on that for sure. Give me an example of a, a long tail versus a short tail because a, a lot of people out there aren't going to really know yeah. the difference. Yeah, truth. So we're talking about like how to paint your kitchen, right, for, for being long and then painting company short. So it, it's actually like long and short is the, the, the amount of words in the actual – what people are searching for. Yeah, like the search query, essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in paid advertising, so in Google specifically, you can still rank for, like, the long tail. If you hit the same keywords, as far as the certain keywords that you're bidding on, that you're hoping to show up for, uh, you'll still pop up in, like, these long searches. But ideally, you know, if you can be strategic about it and you can focus in enough, then your SEO and your articles will appear at the top of Google for those searches. And then the shorter ones, the people that are more ready to buy, your ads will pop up at the top. And so you're spending your money really strategically. So we saw a lot of success within 2018. And moving to 2019, not much is going to change other than really being very specific on where we're sending them to. I mean, the focus that we have on landing pages and converting funnels now What's a landing page? A landing page is simply the first page that they hit after clicking on a link. So it can be a link through Google. It can be a link through an ad. It can be through you know the example that we gave earlier of Wikipedia. Wherever that leads them to is the landing page. So the whole idea is to give them very specific, like whatever the ad said, right? It says, home builder in Massachusetts you give them literally the next page that they hit, the title of it should essentially be Home Builder in Massachusetts. And then it gives them just the information that they need until they're ready to ideally speak with someone. Yeah, because I mean, if you think like what most people will do and most contractors do this, um, let's say they have like an ad, they talk to somebody at you know Google and they say, hey Google, we want to set this up. And Google goes, okay, What if somebody searches for what terms, what do you want an ad to show up for? And they'll say, well, I'm a painting company, so how about if they search for painting company or you know, kitchen painting, then they say, okay, great. If, if somebody searches for kitchen painting, we'll show an ad. And then when they click on the ad, the, the consumer, it sends them to the home page, which is confusing because it's kind of like if you search for, um, I don't know, like guitar. You want to buy a guitar, and Amazon says, hey, we got guitars, click here. And you click there, and it takes you to Amazon.com, and just like the general homepage. Well, now you got to search for the guitars yourself. So it's not a good, it doesn't flow. You know, it, in essence, it's saying, hey, we're going to show you this guitar, you know, all the guitars we have, but then you get there, and it's not. You know, there's no guitars, it's just the homepage with everything. So where we're sending them to that landing page is unbelievably important. Um, there's a lot of tracking and stuff called retargeting where you can, you know, if they land on this page, 
I, you know, and then let's say they land on this page and don't actually give us a call or submit a form. We want to continue to show them ads until they do. I mean, there's a lot of add-on stuff, but just from an initial, when they click on the ad, you need to take them to the exact place that makes the most sense for them and give them like what Wayne was saying, the um, enough information to get them to actually convert over convert being fill out a form and give you a phone call to be a lead but not too much information because it's like selling past yes. You know, the yeah. more you give them, the and it's not streamlined, it's tougher to convert them because you want to be objective, not subjective. Yeah, you're just giving them too much information. You're telling them about stuff that they didn't even think about at all beforehand. They don't, mm-hmm. probably don't care about. Now they have to consider that. Uh, a quick example, yesterday I was looking for an app to help with live streaming for Facebook Live or YouTube Live, whatever it might be. And uh, first result that came up was an ad for the company. And when I clicked on it, it took me to their About Us page. And I was like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I don't care about your company. It ideally should have taken me to a page that gave me a couple bullets on what the app does, its pricing, and then a direct link to download it. Mm-hmm. I was on my phone. If it had given me a direct link to download it, even uh, literally to purchase right then and there, they could have converted me. I could have already been uh, um, you know, a customer of theirs, but instead they took me to the About page, and I'm pretty sure I just left the tab open. I didn't go any yeah. farther than reading. It's just sitting there. So with, with these, these landing pages and stuff, we only focus on, on paid advertising for the most part. That When we say you know near the bottom, bottom meaning there's this, this funnel. And the funnel is, imagine like a, like a funnel in your kitchen, how it starts off really wide and gets very narrow. At the top, those are people that are just, it's called the awareness stage, where they're just, they're just learning a little bit more about the industry as a whole. You know, back to that example of answering the questions, that's top of the funnel. You know, when, like, they're not ready to hire you just because somebody Googles, you know, how do I paint my kitchen? And then your ad pops up, they're not ready to hire you. They're not even close. And they don't even know if they're going to hire someone. So, you know, those are the top of the funnel things that will help build your brand and, and help get you in front of them. But they're not anywhere near it. All right. And for us, we don't want to waste money on people searching for that because we don't know if they're going to buy. And if we do spend money on that, then it has to be extremely strategic. But for the most part, we're only going to bid and say, hey, Google or Facebook or, or Google actually will pay you but we're only going to pay you when somebody is ready to buy using searches like painting company or um, you know paint contractor things like that that are like they're looking for people to hire. So those service terms do well with paid when they're short and they're ready to buy. But the service terms that are like paint company, if you show up really high in Google for that SEO side. So you've got like the ads up top, then you've got the actual, it's called organic search below. The ads up top do well, but the ones down below, not as well because the page that they're sent to is not as, it's usually not geared to actually sell. All right, so these landing pages that you send people to, the whole goal is to convert them. And while the SEO pages, they have a lot of writing and a lot of quote unquote fluff, that fluff is what gets it to the top of Google, but it's not meant to actually sell. So it doesn't quite do its job. So for those terms, you know, people will say, oh, well, my website comes up for paint company or paint contractor. 
but I'm not getting any leads. And it's like, well, that's because your website's not meant to sell. It's just meant to explain and almost entertain. Yeah, it's like an online brochure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. I mean, moving on. Yeah, so that's uh, we did SEO, we did paid advertising. Um, the next one is Google My Business. Yeah, you give a little overview. What it is it's still pretty new, I guess. Um, so Google My Business. It's also your Google business listing. When you search for, let's say, um, a pizza restaurant near you, because we use that example a lot, because most people know what a pizza restaurant is. Um, that is going to be like the map that pops up below it. And each one of those, when they like list out a restaurant, it's going to have the, um, like a little info about it, I guess, like yeah, a little it has profile. Their hours, it shows like their overall star yeah. rating, how many ratings they've gotten, their address. It's literally imagine, it's the new age yellow pages. Yeah. Right? It's giving you that exact list. It's like in the yellow pages, I mean, wow, I only used that thing a couple times back in the day but there were like different sections yeah right of it that you could literally go to like a restaurant section of it and then you could see you know the list of whatever they were if they were i don't know if they were categorized more but with this usually it's basically categorized by what you're searching or just how close they are to you yeah that's a big part of it but um but yeah but for 2018 with these these business listings google is now gearing more towards brands they want people who they, like, they know the brand. So in essence, you want to build your brand up because just like we talked about with those answering the questions and then Google is actually like piecing together their own articles, well, your brain is not going to get in front of people anymore for those questions. So if you actually build a brand and people are searching for your company name, that's your best shot. So with this business listing, Google is really pushing it heavily now because you know, now they're, you know, we get monthly articles or monthly emails from Google saying this is how well it was or how well your Google business listing did, how many people looked at this stuff, things like that. So it's just a lot of, um, like they're, they're really pushing it. Yeah. Pushing it super heavy. Yeah, seriously. And so uh, this is a free tool, by the way, guys. Google My Business Listing is free if you don't have it yet. Give it a Google, set it up, head over to Full Sail's website, and you can actually see a guide all about it. And do it. Do yourself a favor and set this thing up because it, it worked for us already in 2019, or excuse me, in 2018, and it's going to be even bigger in 2019. It's as simple as just being where your customers' eyes are. They're searching on Google, and Google's starting to just push a list of these local businesses to the very top. And that's where you want to be. Pretty cool because I mean, you can direct all of your customers straight there to give you all the reviews. You can have your reviews in one place. You can post pictures of your past jobs there. You can even have your customers post pictures there of their jobs. Like, So ideally, when you guys do awesome work for your customers, tell people, like, hey, like if, if you're really happy with it, send us a picture of you and your family enjoying whatever it is or spending some time there. Go ahead and post it to our Google My Business listing page. Um, Super simple to do, and you know it's going to skyrocket, skyrocket you guys forward. We did, we already did a podcast on this, right? I Maybe thought we, I we I think we did. If we um, we'll we'll find out 
well, I mean, we should know this. Yeah, stuff, but we'll we we'll link it down below if there's another podcast completely on Google My Business Listing. But other than that, I mean, we have blogs on it as well. If you guys check out our YouTube, uh, we'll actually have a tutorial on how to set it up. Pretty sure Logan already did a tutorial on how to set it up, also. Um, and so you guys can watch the, watch that video and, uh, and and get help doing it that way. Yeah. Okay. So you know, the business listing, I would say, of all the things that we're talking about here, if there's one thing to take away and do, it's that. So, all right, moving on. Next thing, email marketing. Email marketing, man, the boring old cousin that just does such a good job. Just makes so much money for everybody. Why? <clears throat> Why does it do so well? So a big thing in marketing in general is marketing to your current customers or your past customers. Essentially, the list of people that you've already gotten a lead from, you've already obtained, and so now you don't need to spend any more money to get their information again. That's the biggest thing in marketing is that you know, you're know you trying to get all of these new people out of nowhere to come to your site to fill out a form or to call you, but with email marketing, if you already have their email addresses, it's free for you to send emails to them, to re-engage with them, and you already know that these are the correct people that potentially already either bought or considered buying your service. And so they're in that mindset. And they probably still are. So why would you not continue marketing to them for free? So, okay, so let's, let's go based off of that. How do you actually, I mean, like, like how often do you send out an email? What do you send out? I mean, what, what do you think? So uh, the simplest thing to do from the start is a lot of people do just monthly newsletters. Updates on, do you have any new products that you're pushing? Show some pictures of some past jobs that you did. Um, Literally give a review or a little story about one of your customers. Simply get in front of their eyes. It's as simple as that. Everybody can post or send a monthly email. Very simple as far as the actual, you know, how many should you sending you want to be sending? Don't worry about sending too many. That's my personal opinion about it. I mean, I've read case studies where it just does better and better if you email someone every single day versus every other day or once a week or you're going towards that once a month. The more often you send them, the better that it really does. Like, yes, you might lose a couple people on subscribes that are potentially getting annoyed by your stuff, but those weren't your customers anyways. Yeah, we're, um, I mean, I, I, a lot of people say like minimum once a month, yeah, ideally once a week. For me, you know, if I got something every single day from someone, I would probably unsubscribe to it, you know, unless it was something great each day. But like, it's hard to come up with something great every day. So once a month minimum, um, newsletters. I mean, I would make these less salesy. I mean, that's, that's what we do. Oh, and, yeah. For like, we're not really even unless it's like super relevant. We're not even putting pictures in there. We're just trying to make it more of like, kind of like an email that you would send to someone. Because like you know the emails that you get that you just looks like a tabloid that someone took a picture of it and sent it to you, and it's just all over the place. We try to avoid those because there's a lot going on. Um, so the goal with us is just kind of write like a normal email um, that look, looks like it's called like plain text, but it's just straight up text. With a couple links that just say, "Hey, you know, you want to, um, you want to learn more about this? Click this link below." And then that's 
pretty much it. I mean, we don't try to spam yeah. anyone and you know, there's there's different case studies out there that say like, oh, if you're putting all these pictures in there, that's not natural and Google's gonna flag it or, or the email provider's gonna flag it and put it into the promotions tab. You know, things like that. So we just try to keep it super basic, super plain. Cause that's kind of what people are used to. Yeah, and it's and it's great for contractors like here this tip is that don't think you need to create this crazy graphic email that looks super promotional. Like the emails that you guys got five years ago that looked like that, that's over. That's over and done with. Write like you're writing an email to your friend or to someone in your business. You're not, yeah, maybe there's going to be a, a couple pictures in that you're going to drag in or you attach. Awesome. Other than that, simpler is better. Um, send updates, give value, give information that people are going to benefit from. And as long as you are trying to benefit your email list, not just yourself, you're going to do well. I would say definitely uh, based off that email list, step one, have all your customers' emails. That's going to yeah. be the easiest list to, to market to, all that stuff, because it's like they've already opened their wallet once for you. Who's to say they won't do it again? So that's first. Then second is going to be all those potential leads, you know, like people that, you know, call you up and they want to get a quote from you, but then you end up being too expensive or this and that. A lot of people, they want to buy. They're just not quite ready yet. They didn't know that, you know, paying the kitchen was going to cost twice as much as what they had budgeted for. So when they're finally, you know, they have enough money, your email, you know, hitting them over and over and over is going to remind them of who to call. So that's the second one that you want to build up. And then finally, it's just those that just, you know, want to learn more information. They're at the top of that funnel in the awareness stage. So those are the kind of the big three, how we would approach, you know, whose emails to have in that order. Does that work? Yeah, it works great. Send them over to your website, send them to your social medias, everything like that. Uh, So touching on social media, right? Huge thing. Everybody should have, you know, your business should have social media profiles, but a lot of these bigger companies are not showing your stuff. You guys have probably heard it. Facebook, um, only a few months into 2018, totally changed their algorithm as far as how they show businesses content because they were getting complaints that Facebook isn't the whole friends and family platform that it used to be. It was becoming way too many businesses. And so if you didn't know this already, I mean, you realize that when you post something to your Facebook's business page, only a couple people like it. Maybe you'll get a few comments if you're lucky. Um, and so we're moving away from it. Like we post probably once or twice a week onto Facebook, simply that if someone goes and searches for your company or they land on your company's profile, they can see you're still active. You're present. It's almost another site that they can do research on about you. They can see your past projects. If anything, get, you know, 10 good pictures of the work that you do, post them all. Post them all literally at the same time, even if you want to, and just have them be there that way when people go look in the future, they're going to scroll down and see what's going on. And they can go picture to picture and see the awesome work that you do. And on that, just, you know, a post a post a week. Even if you can manage to only do a post every two weeks on Facebook, that's fine. Just show that you're active because you're not going to get tons of new customers from just simply posting, right? I mean, what what's the number one thing they could be doing on Facebook to actually benefit their company? Facebook Live? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. 
I, I talked to another marketing uh, <clears throat> company owner, and he said on Facebook, um, you know, when he if he's about to run ads on Facebook, which that does very well still, he'll go in, update the the profile to look look good, I'll kind of front load all of it, all the pictures, um, post stuff like that, and then just kind of lets it sit because he's like it's it's dying. There's nothing else really that's going on here, but you don't want it to look bare just in case somebody clicks out of your ad and actually looks at your profile. So he'll do that, but otherwise he doesn't really... No, Facebook Lives are great. You know, they're showing a lot of transparency. Uh-huh. And so Facebook still is, is pushing them a little bit. So we'll see when that slows down. I hear that it's moving to uh, Facebook Stories now more and more. I expect the option that right when you finish a Facebook Live, you'll be able to post it directly to your story. Uh-huh. Should launch here soon. So be on the lookout for that. But... Yeah, don't worry too much about Facebook. Instagram is a, prof- is a another big one that a lot of contracting companies are on. Uh, basically, the same type of deal, guys. Like Instagram isn't naturally showing your posts to a ton of new people. Once again, it's a place for you to be able to show off the awesome work that you do. And if I give one suggestion for what you can focus on, is still hashtags. And so essentially how hashtags work is... Think of them almost like search terms, but there are people that are just spending hours on Instagram that when they see a picture that they enjoy and they go down and let's say that it's like, I don't know, it's a pond or a water feature builder and it says like hashtag waterfalls and they click on that, it's going to show all of the posts that have hashtag waterfalls in it. So you can get found that way. So don't spend too much time on it. Don't think it's a end-all be-all by any means but if you have some relevant hashtags that people are gonna enjoy to click on I mean people are going on to Instagram not for for business to get away from stuff and so the value that you provide them there should be joy should be entertainment uh, Instagram that's and, all I really got I mean I, I I was uh as far as Instagram advertising I think it was Neil Patel said like the only time you should actually spend money on Instagram is for retargeting. I mean, you know, which is like if somebody lands, especially as a contractor, somebody lands on your website, on your kitchen renovation page, then say, hey, Instagram, somebody came to my kitchen renovation page, show them this kitchen renovation ad. Otherwise, don't bother. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't don't be spending money on Instagram advertising to get completely new people to your website be a waste of time waste of money uh one thing that we're slowly starting to experiment with that's getting bigger and bigger is pinterest actually and i mean you'll realize ask your customers like hey have you guys thought about what you want this project to look like i bet you you've got a response of oh yeah you know i've actually looked at some cool stuff on pinterest seen some creative ideas and you know even if you your customers say that they don't have any ideas shoot them over to pinterest say okay send me a couple pictures that you enjoy that you like that platform's getting a lot bigger. I think contractors can seriously benefit from it a lot. Um, head over there, do some research, read a couple articles about it. And then, of course, you know, the last one is Twitter, which don't even bother with. Twitter's a news site. It's not for contracting at all. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you, yes, they have videos, and yes, you can put up pictures and stuff, but, like... Yeah, no, don't waste your time. I would, yeah, I wouldn't really bother as much. I mean, then again, like, maybe if you, ha- if you know, like... A lot of your customers are, are there for some reason. Like you have an industry that's like, or you have a client base that's really big into politics or news. I mean, maybe for like 
the DC companies or something, but even Maybe. still, that's just, I mean, I, I think people look on Twitter just, and they just scroll through very fast, so I don't think Yeah, but like I said, it's a news platform. Yeah. I mean, this, this is, I don't know if this is kind of off topic, but as far as posting on Twitter, they recommend to post like 15 plus times a day yeah. because it moves so fast. It's up-to-date information, and uh, are people looking at a, for, at a contracted company no. to give them their up-to-date news? Nope. No. No, nope, they're not. I don't think so, so I wouldn't bother with it personally. Um, and then on the edge of social media, YouTube. YouTube's something we're super excited about. YouTube is the has the biggest potential, and it's the hardest one, in our opinion, to do. Why's that? Which part? Or both parts? Both parts, why not? Okay. So, I think it was, it was Cisco. Cisco said by, I think it was 2021, so 2021, 80% of the internet traffic will be video consumption. So 80% will be video consumption. And you think about what's the biggest video consumption company out there? It's YouTube. You know, number two search engine in the world. Probably like the top three websites, you know, visited websites. So you kind of put all those together and just say, well, more and more people are um, going, you know, watching video. So we might as well hop on the bandwagon. Plus YouTube is, it's still so new. I mean, video is still... It's very in its infancy stage, so it's not like you've missed the boat by any means. I mean, you're still you still got to get in there. So um, that's where we're shifting our business. That's where we're trying to shift our clients' business. I mean, getting very heavy into that because you think about okay, top of the funnel questions: uh, how to paint a kitchen. Guess where people are going to look? First, <laughs> yeah. they're going to look on Google, then they're going to look on YouTube. So, or you know, they look on Google and a YouTube video pops up, and if it's your video. Who are they going to trust to actually come in and paint their kitchen when they decide not to do it? You. Yeah, exactly. What's pretty interesting in that also is I've heard from contractors are like, well, why would I teach somebody how to do what I do? Then they're not going to use me. Well, guess what? There are DIY people out there. Suck it up. They weren't going to use you anyways. But guess what? Right? Rather let them learn from you versus learning from your competitor. And then next week... When their neighbor or their sister wants to paint their kitchen, they don't want to do it themselves. But now it's going to get the recommendation, hey, uh, have you checked out Logan's Painting Company? Super professional. They, they literally taught me how to paint my own kitchen. That's how I did it. Check them out. Get that it, referral. It's no different than why we're doing this podcast. You know, We're, we're teaching you. What, what worked for us in 2018, what didn't work, and then what are we going to do for 2019? You know, if we were like, oh, there's no one's going to hire us from this, I mean, that's not true. I mean, a lot of, you know, people listen to this stuff because they want to get ideas, but like maybe part of this stuff, you know, like they go, okay, great, I can handle my Google business listing, but there's no way I can do Facebook ads because they're very confusing. So that's kind of where this comes in. Same with you. Maybe they want to paint their own kitchen, but as soon as it comes to doing their foyer or something, you know, like their ceiling where they need all these ladders and stuff, they're not going to do that. They're going to hire you. So it's not like you're giving away all your secrets because, I mean, like there's so much information out there on the internet where if we didn't provide it to you, there's 400 other websites that will teach you the exact same stuff that we're telling you, but everybody knows that you're not going to go out and do it. You know, like... 
you know, okay, you want to, you want to lose weight, you want to look healthy. There's so many websites that will teach you how to do that, what to eat, when to eat it, what to do exercise wise, but you're not going to do it. So are they really giving away secrets or are they just, you know, guiding you along the way? And when you finally decide, Hey, I'm not going to do this on my own. I want to hire a personal trainer. Well, they're already credible in your eyes. So that's the same idea for YouTube. Yeah. There's no, there's no more secrets out there. And, uh, that time's over, but uh, ideas. What can people be posting on YouTube? YouTube videos for contracts. How tos are going to be huge. You know how to do this. Um, you know five steps to painting a kitchen. Things like that. Those are going to be big. Um, go for like if you can. Don't don't just like fill up with BS time. But the more video time you have, the better off you're going to be because YouTube as a platform. The way they make money is with ads. So if you have a, let's say, 20-minute long video, you could pop in two or three ads in there, and that's how they make money. So they want videos that are longer because now people will stay on their platform longer. So make them longer, but don't just you know fill them up with, with crap time. So I would say how-tos are pretty big. Um, in the contracting world, uh, project profiles are fantastic, meaning you, know, you just renovated someone's kitchen well, you just have a bunch of video on there that, sh- that you know, you're walking through the kitchen, you're showing um, what you changed, showing before videos, after videos, during videos, things like that. That will help show what you can do instead of you getting on the phone and talking with someone and going, oh, like, I'm the best kitchen remodeler out there. Well, just show them, you know. Let them find this video, yeah. send them this video, and now the video does all the talking for you. Yeah, especially if you can get a customer... Uh, interview in there also a testimonial yeah a little testimonial with a project that you just did not only are they seeing the work that you do right in front of their faces so they trust it they're they're hearing it from somebody else also so don't brag about yourself let your customers brag about you exactly so i think i mean that's that's a lot of stuff we could probably keep going but we should probably end it there for um yeah for everybody's sake yeah everyone's sake so to wrap it all up um, from a Google slash SEO perspective, the stuff that worked in 2018 and we're going to keep focusing for 2019 is going to be writing blogs that just help people at the top of the funnel. And then from a paid advertising perspective, making sure that we are um, hitting the as sorry. specific as possible. Yeah. It's really what it is. Hit the bottom of the funnel and make sure where you're sending people to matches what the ad says. Don't confuse them. After that, Google My Business. Huge in 2018, only going to get bigger in 2019. Email marketing. It it was huge over the past 15 years. I don't see it going away anytime <laughs> yeah, soon. Yeah, exactly. Simpler is better, guys. Send emails out to your customer list. Uh, social media, keep staying active. It's still there. Everybody's on social media always, but don't be expecting to be growing a ton from just regular social media other than basically YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's. I mean, at YouTube's big. It's it's still con- continuing to uh, get bigger and bigger. And I mean, video consumption is going to be eighty percent by twenty twenty one. So, you know, you got YouTube videos, Facebook videos, and you know, we didn't touch on it today, but LinkedIn. LinkedIn is is one of those untapped things that I think that for the contracting world could help a lot. Just because if you have a lot of customers, like we're here in Charlotte, you know, Charlotte is a big banking city, and where are all the bankers? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. So you start posting little project profiles, little helpful things on LinkedIn. That could be huge. Uh, we don't know. I guess we haven't tested it enough to say for sure yeah. this works or it doesn't work, but we're going to start to um, dip our toes in and see kind of what 
what we get for, with LinkedIn. Yeah, look at look out for a future episode completely on LinkedIn. Cool. Anything else? Nope. Cool. All right. Well, guys, thanks for uh, checking this out. We uh, hope you put some of this to the to actually into practice, especially that Google My Business and growing that email list. So, I'm Logan. I'm Wayne. Catch you guys next time. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Contractor Growth Tips. If you want to hear more, the number one thing you can do is to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. We'll see you in the next episode.